wrestling gave me um, the perseverance, the confidence, and the mental toughness to know I'd always be okay. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time, I spent wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. This is your host, Ryan Warner. I'm recording this intro on my AirPods, so forgive if the audio is different from what you're used to. Our guests today are Jeremy Baylor, and Ben Hada, former roommates, best friends, and teammates at the University of Pennsylvania during the 90s. Jeremy went on to have a career on Wall Street as a trader. Ben worked in production out in Los Angeles. But most recently, they've been involved in producing some really awesome wrestling documentaries, one of which is Team Foxcatcher, which was on the late, great Dave Schultz, who was on Netflix. Amazing documentary. And now they just... Well, they've been working on it for a while, but there's a documentary coming out on Sunday on A&E on Kurt Angle called Angle, and they were executive producers in that film as well, tying together to the WWE with the amateur wrestling stuff. So these guys have been on the cusp of one you know, really well-known documentary and one that's coming out on Sunday. So I really hope you enjoy it. Fan of the week goes to our friend Gopher ZXG. Five-star review, inspirational stories. Thank you so much for leaving the review, and thanks to everyone who's left reviews for this podcast. On Apple Podcasts, we have the most reviews of any wrestling podcast, and it's all because of you folks listening, so thank you very much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Now, without further ado, let's get to this interview with Jeremy Baylor and Ben Hada. Last but not least, folks, this episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is your nutritional cheat code. Pour one pack of Athletic Greens into a glass of water, mix it up, slam it down, and you have your daily allotment of vitamins, minerals, and superfoods. You can now, through Wrestling Changed My Life, through this awesome offer, go to athleticgreens.com WCML, get a one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. athleticgreens.com WCML. One-year supply of vitamin D droplets and five free travel packs. Ben Hada, Jeremy Baylor, welcome to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. Thank you for having us. Good to be here, buddy. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's so fun to have have you guys on. You got a big project that's going live. Uh, We're going live to the public in one form this weekend. And if anyone listening has watched the 
Netflix documentary, Team Foxcatcher. These guys were intimately involved, and we're going to get into that. Let's just start with you, Ben. How did you guys get to this project of working on a Kurt Angle documentary? Uh, well, it actually spun off of uh, Team Foxcatcher, um, the a production company uh, who saw our film and thought we did a really good job and enjoyed it, uh, reached out to us, and they had a we're working with a first time director uh, named Alex Perry, and uh, he's a friend of Kurt's, and he had worked with Kurt before, um, and he and obviously Kurt has uh, tied a Team Foxcatcher and to the Dave Schultz Wrestling Club, and so they wanted to do a piece about that and tie some. Uh, of that in there. And so they reached out to us and asked if we would, you know, be a part of it. And, and it's coming out this weekend in its first form. Yeah. It comes out on, uh, on Sunday on, uh, on A&E at 8 PM. They're doing a uh, legends of the WWE biographies. Man, that is so cool. And so Jeremy, when you look at Kurt Angle, you know, in the wrestling world, we know him from 96. Of course, everyone knows him from WWE. But what, like, talk us through the process of once you get that phone call to get involved, what steps are you guys taking and, you know, whether it's doing interviews and to how we got to this point? Yeah, a lot of the road was was paved because uh, our director uh, had a tight relationship with Kurt. He he was kind of a, a Kurt super fan. So he had uh, done interviews with him in the past um, and then just decided he wanted to do this project, you know, started building it up, uh, got to the point where he had to do a lot of the amateur wrestling and a lot of the team Foxcatcher stuff. And that's kind of where, you know, Ben and I came in um, as, you know, college wrestlers at university of Pennsylvania, um, you know, team Foxcatchers right in our backyard. Obviously we did the team Foxcatcher documentary. So, and they liked the way we do it. So that's kind of how we all came together and, uh, and started, uh, started out working on this project, but it's been a good ride. And how long ago did that, did that whole process take place? Um, I'd say in 2018, yeah, three or four years ago. Yeah. And it was, it was delayed a little bit because of COVID, but yeah, we started in 2018. It is just crazy to, to see how long it takes to get something, you know, really tight and really clean. And you guys have been through that with, with team Foxcatcher. And so, you know, you, it's just amazing that gentlemen like you are helping create these stories and involve wrestlers. And, and I know we've had some conversations off air about, some of the efforts you're doing there, but let's go back to the beginning, Ben. How did you and Jeremy meet? Uh, we met uh, our senior year in college. We were on the same recruiting trip at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, and then we were at the high school national uh, tournament and we met there again once we knew we were going to Penn. Uh, and uh, Coach Reina uh, put us together as roommates. So we were freshman roommates and then we've been roommates. Well, we were roommates all through college and then, you know, best friends ever since. No one better than coach Roger Reyna. Like that's a guy you talk to, you just feel good about yourself for hours afterwards. Yeah. It's good to have him back in the program. You know, he took a little, a little stint off of, uh, of college wrestling for a while and then got sucked back in, but he's in the, uh, he's in a good spot now. He's got the team in a, in a very good position. Uh, got a lot of young, good talent on the squad and making, starting to make a little noise. Yeah, that you, you they call it the ecosystem, but Philly's got something going right now. You got Beat the Streets, you got the Drexel guys across the road, you got Reina back in town, and then the, the RTC. Man, it, it's exciting. It's unique. You know, not, not a lot of programs have that at their disposal, right? Not, not to mention the quality of the University uh, of Pennsylvania for academics, but you, you got, a, you got a, a good outlet in the PRTC. You got Beat the Streets to give back to the community and, and help help the kids out in the Philly area. 
um, all working together with Drexel. Um, it's just, it's a great situation to have. Now you got Jordan Burroughs at the PRTC. You got a lot of high level athletes with Mark Hall there and, and uh, obviously uh, headed up there by, uh, by Brandon Slay. Man, we, we know Brandon on this podcast. He's a, he's been a, a guest and he's been a subject of a documentary and just awesome guy. Amazing story. Now, when you guys were going, going to Penn, Jeremy, how influential was Foxcatcher in and around the Penn program during that time? I mean, it was the reason, and I, you know, I can speak for myself. I can't speak for Ben, but it was the reason why we went there. That was a, a the main factor for me. Like, I, I didn't really know too much about the University of Pennsylvania and how distinguished it was with the Wharton School of Business and and all that it has going for it academically. Um, but I did know about Team Foxcatcher and the ability to work out and be coached by and mentored by the athletes of Team Foxcatcher. So, I mean, we were in and out of there all the time and they were in and out of our wrestling room all the time. Obviously, as you know, Dave Schultz was, uh, was one of the guys who came in a lot and, and worked with us. And obviously, you know, what happened if, uh, if you watch team Foxcatcher. Yeah. And the funeral and was our, held at the Palestra, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And our, our three uh, assistant coaches were uh, Foxcatcher members, Dan Shade and Trevor Lewis and uh, Brian Dolph. So they lived on the farm and then they would come after uh, school for practice. So it really was, it was the, it was an RTC before the RTCs, you know, I mean, they moved the, the Olympic training center to Foxcatcher uh, at that point. Um, so it was like having that in our backyard every Saturday, you know, we all pile up in Jeremy's brother's uh, pathfinder and head out over uh, to the farm and get a good practice in, you know, and get our butts kicked, but it was great. Now, were you guys allowed to like hang out and sleep over or was that for like resident athletes only at the time? I, I stayed there with the Schultzes when I uh, when I was with my dad, um, maybe the year before uh, when I went and checked out the campus and the school and all that and was taking it seriously at that time. But uh, I mean, if you didn't know one of the wrestlers, then we, we weren't just it wasn't like a sleepover camp. <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to stay there, too. <laughs> And Ben, your knowledge or, or knowing of the Schultz family stems from your father, who is ran, not not randomly, ironically, was a guest last Monday. Tell us about your experience with the Schultzes growing up. Uh, Dave and Nancy, so it was probably 83 or 84 before they were training for Los Angeles. When the, um, we were, we'd go every summer out to Colorado Springs to the training camp. So my dad would and mom would pack up the family station wagon and we'd, you know, Clark Griswold it out and we'd stay in the dorms and on the housing and they would put us in the kind of like a trailer basically. And we'd share it with another wrestling family and it happened to be the Schultzes. And so Nancy, you know, she was Dave's wife at the time and she would babysit us, my brother and my sister and I. And so, you know, when my dad and Dave would come back from working out, you know, we all just shared this big sort of like, double wide kind of trailer that they, they put us in. So uh, I knew him when I was young, uh, when he won the Olympics, my brother brought him in for show and tell at our school uh, <laughs> with the gold medal. Um, so that was a big part of me going to Penn was, and I, when I went on my recruiting trip, he went rock climbing uh, with coach Raina and I um, in Valley Forge. And so I think that really sealed the deal for me is that I kind of had someone there that, you know, could look after me, knew my family, felt like an uncle, you know, felt like everyone, uh, you know, probably felt that he was like his, uh, where uh, he was his uncle. But um, 
yeah, I think that was, uh, you know, I just texted with Nancy today about the, the film coming out. So, um, you know, I think they're, they've been an instrumental part uh, of me getting out to Penn for sure. Yeah, and I, and I know we're here to talk about the Kurt film coming out, but just all this just paid such a beautiful backdrop of how this all happened because you have this intimate knowledge with the family. You and Jeremy wrestle at Penn, and, you, and you're there when the tragedy happens. And then just to kind of bring people up to speed, Ben, talk about your career in film after graduating. Uh, so after graduating, I moved out to L.A. and just sort of, on a wing and a prayer and uh, slept on a fellow wrestler's couch for a couple of weeks in Venice beach uh, and really just dove headfirst into the entertainment industry. I started at a talent agency at CAA. I was an assistant there. Uh, I ended up working for two vice presidents at ABC. And this was all in sort of the reality television uh, sort of realm, but it wasn't reality television back then. Now, this is in 98, 99. Uh, and then in like 2000, when I was at ABC is when the reality boom just started hitting and we had who wants to be a millionaire, uh, whose line is it anyway, the mole making the band, um, and a bunch of other stuff. And that's when survivor and big brother were just launching. Uh, and then I met a executive producer and, um, I went and worked in development with him. His name was Mike Fleiss and he, uh, created the bachelor and a show called high school reunion. Uh, and so I started working on those and then that was really when reality television was kind of, you know, exploding. So I just kind of worked my way up the ladder and a bunch of, uh, different shows. And, you know, once I got sort of grounded in that, uh, you know, Jeremy and I met back up and that's when Foxcatcher started coming about. And, uh, and I realized that, you know, what we do in, in reality is not too far of an offshoot from what, you know, documentarians are doing. And I think that we could you know, team up and, you know, get this film, the story told. So that's how I've kind of transitioned into sort of both arenas. And Jeremy, what are you thinking when, when you're seeing your, your roommate, your best friend, and he's, he's doing all these crazy travels for the amazing race. Were you, uh, were you intrigued or were you like not surprised? Uh, a little both, you know, I mean, I, I was definitely jealous. He, he Ben went and followed his dream and went and did what, what he wanted to, you know, Ben and I are both creative guys. Um, and, and coming out of UPenn, you kind of get forced into, kind of the finance world a little bit. And, and I know a lot of the, a lot of wrestlers do get involved in finance, not a lot go into production and not a lot go into the, the entertainment world. We're starting to find that out now that there's a lot more out there. Um, but, you know, I, I went that finance route. I went into trading and right out of school, I, uh, I followed my brother who was also a pen wrestler, Josh um, went out to Chicago, started trading options on the uh, Chicago board of trade, Chicago mercantile exchange um, out there for a, a company called Wolverine trading. Um, and then from there, Josh and I came back to New York and started our own trading company. And I've been in it for a while, but I was always, always had the itch, right? I always had the creative itch to, uh, to be in the same, in the same entertainment business Ben was in and, you know, got lucky enough. Ben, um, Ben had a, had been working with a friend out there and, uh, he was putting together a film and, um, he, he gave me a buzz and said, listen, you know, I know you want to get into this industry. Uh, what do you think about, um, you know, maybe raising some money or, 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 you know, kind of investing in a film and try to work in that way. And I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's go. And that's how I kind of started to get into the business. And then obviously it, it's, you know, kind of snowballed into um, more relevant projects for us and in, in wrestling. And I got to team up with Ben on a bunch of these and we're hoping to produce a lot more content coming up. It's so awesome to have you guys in the, in this space. And I mean, I didn't realize you started your, 
you basically your own business though. What was that like jumping off the cliff and kind of cutting okay. the rope? Yeah, that was, that, that, that is a quite a jump, you know, um, I, I have an entrepreneurial spirit and, um, uh, figured out at one point when we were trading options that, you know, these guys are getting, making a lot of money and why can't we just do this on our own? You know, my, my brother was, uh, was the guy who kind of inspired me to do it. I'm a little bit more risk averse, um, than my brother. Um, but he knew that I had the brain to figure out how to make it all work. And he was right. And, uh, we, we put it together and started our own company in New York. So that was a, a, a pretty fun time. I'm so intrigued by both worlds, Ben, more recently than my creative side and the production side and, you know, going that route. And then also, you know, my day jobs in, in tech sales as people are probably sick to sick to death of hearing about in this podcast. So the business side intrigues me as well. Yeah. yeah it was always you know, one of those things too, that, that uh, you know, when Jay and I were leaving college, we always thought about, you know, just doing something creative, making a film, making a movie, making a television show or something. But I always called him, you know, and like, you got to get out here. You got to get out here. You know, this is where you belong, you know? So finally we were able to, you know, make that connection uh, and, you know, come together with a project that we both knew very well and, and a great story. And what was great too, is that it was coming out from multiple angles. You know, there was a, a feature film being made, you know, by Bennett Miller. Uh, so it was, uh, we weren't the only ones that recognized that it was, uh, you know, just a fantastic story. Jeremy was saying, I'd love to, but we're getting paid out here right now. <laughs> I, that, that was his response. His was trying to get me out to the other side saying, we're come getting on, man, paid. we want you to work. <laughs> yeah. Come um, work for Baylor Trading. Exactly. Man, it's both are awesome. And let's just kind of shift into Team Foxcatcher. So for those of you who haven't seen it, it's an amazing movie. Um, you know, the feature film I didn't love, I'll be honest. I thought the, the Prince of Pennsylvania, the one ESPN did, was good but too much focus on the bad guy. And I like that this one really highlights the culture and the wrestling that was going out, going on out there. So like, again, what stage of the project was this in when you guys got brought in? Uh, we got brought in. It's funny. Cause I, I saw that Bennett Miller was making the feature film and I called my dad and I, you know, I was like, Hey, do you know that this was going on? And they had already reached out to him. And uh, he was like, yeah, but Nancy's making a documentary. And so you should call her. And so that's when I called her and she, and they were probably a few months along, you know, uh, they already had the director uh, on board. And then uh, when I asked her, I was like, what do you need? What help, you know, how can I help? First thing she said is we, we need money, you know? So we did what we, you know, knew best was we reached out to the people who knew that story, who knew Dave and were in her, uh, who were in a position to, you know, help finance the film. And a lot of them were pen wrestlers, you know, the modders and, you know, uh, uh, Ed McBride. And uh, we had a bunch of guys that came, you know, and stepped up and were like, yeah, let's get this story told, you know. And so uh, we did. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of been the formula that we've used, you know, even for Angle, uh, which was, you know, we br uh, were brought in at the very beginning stages. But again, we were asked to finance the film. So again, our first instinct was, okay, who knows the story? Who was a fan of our last film, you know, and who knows wrestling and wants a wrestling story told and told well, mm -hmm. you know? So again, we dipped back into that sort of circle of wrestlers uh, who uh, wanted to help. And, you know, we were able to do that. So we came in at the financing stage 
and then carried on through the production and all the way through to the sales and, and all that too. Jeremy, what's it like to get a film cleared to go on Netflix in terms of getting are the archival checked off everything the I's dotted, the T's crossed? Is that is that a bear of a task? It's a process, you know, that that is not our particular forte. You know, there's definitely guys that we that we bring along to take care of all the licensing, make sure it's all buttoned up. But yeah, you do have to make sure that everything is tied up and, and taken care of. The last thing you want to do is have have a lawsuit and, and then have a, a little kind of barrier to getting your getting your good picture to market. So um, there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, of, of production and you know that's one of the reasons why ben and i wanted to be on here and you know make sure that um we get the message out about making better wrestling films making content for people out there like we we want to start something something on our own and get something going yeah let's let's just talk about that um you know so basically and you guys can fill me in here you're looking to say hey there's a lot of great wrestling stories you guys have expertise there's people out there in Hollywood, like the Mark Grosses of the world has been on this podcast who have expertise and you guys are looking to form a coalition, so to speak. And um, I hope I didn't butcher that too bad. Ben, how would you put it? Yeah. I mean, just like, you know, there, there's wrestlers in business, you know, there's a lot of guys like Jeremy was talking about who have that, you know, sports background and have gone into sales or have gone into finance you know, there is a select group of guys who have a wrestling background who are also in entertainment. Like you mentioned, Mark Gross. I think you also had Greg Warren on, who was a stand-up comedian, you know, but obviously we know the big names like Chris Pratt and, you know, Tom Cruise and the Baldwins and Vince Vaughn and, uh, you know, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, but there's a, there's a bunch of other guys that are out there who are executive producers. I, I know the executive producer from... Uh, so I married your mother was, or how I married your mother was a, a wrestler at Shaker Heights. Um, and so it's uh, trying to find these guys, bringing them together. And I, I mean, I've already been um, hit up for a couple of other wrestling projects that are in the works right now that are great stories that need to be told, but they, Jeremy and I feel that they need to be told well, you know, they, you know, the last thing we want to see is, is a great wrestling story you know, uh, get put out and, and it's not put out to its best abilities. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the first chance that the audience is going to get to get to see it. And, and our, our overall mission is to really just broaden the, uh, the reach of our audience of, you know, the sport, you know, bring these great stories that people have never heard in the sport of wrestling to a broader audience. And I think we did that with team Foxcatcher. you know, it's not just the wrestling story, but you've got this whole other, you know, murder and this billionaire kind of, you know, going down this path uh, side that brought a whole different kind of audience in. And, and with Angle, you know, you've got the wrestling side, but you've got this pro wrestling side. But then you've also got this big drug addiction side, you know, which opens us up to this whole other human element side of, of storytelling. So, you know, our, our goal is to create a group where we can help each other make these films, uh, you know, and I'll let Jeremy speak more to the financing when we get there, but that's also another goal of ours too, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it's just your podcast is titled exactly how we, we want to, you everyone to perceive what we're doing. We, 
wrestling changed my life. I'm sure wrestling changed Ben's life. And I don't know any wrestler that wouldn't say the same in some way, shape or form wrestling has changed their life. And we want to amplify that message through entertainment, whether it be a film, a podcast, a TV series, whatever it is, any form of art or entertainment, we, we want to bring a lot more people together that can lend a hand in whatever their expertise may be. Now, Ben and I kind of already like formed a, a kind of like wrestling group, you know, a wrestlers and entertainment group um, with proof of concept of uh, Team Foxcatcher and, and Angle. So Ben and I, uh, we have different experiences. We have different expertises. Um, ben is uh, much more on the creative and production side. And I, I came from more of a finance background. So when you put those two pieces together, you know, you have the ability to raise money. You have the ability to work with legal and accounting. Plus, you have the ability to produce films and create content. And then when you, when you start developing the relationships that we have on different coasts, as well as throughout the wrestling community, there's a lot of different people out there. There's lawyers, there's accountants, there's production assistants, there's producers, there's exec producers, there's agents. If we can pool all of our resources together and help out a guy, a young producer who might be producing a great film, may have a great idea, but he doesn't have any money but he doesn't know what to do or, or how to get an interview with a certain guy, or he doesn't have an agent. If we can pull all these people together, we can be an outlet for all these people to create great content. And that's kind of the idea behind, um, you know, our idea of wrestlers and entertainment. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a combination of networking, you know, of consulting and mentoring, you know, and, you know, hopefully staffing, you know, so if there are future, you know, wrestlers out there that, you know, have the dream of, getting in the entertainment industry of some way, you know, that there is an outlet there or a resource where, you know, people are like, oh yeah, I'd bring you on as an intern or yeah, we, we're looking for people, you know? Um, and then eventually we want to get to what we've done with our films financing wise is, you know, tap into those other branches in our uh, world of, you know, the wrestlers in business, the beat the streets, the Rudises, the flows, the UWWs, you know, USA wrestling, all those arms that can help bring a film together as well, you know, and we financed our film all through wrestlers, you know, why not bring more wrestlers in who want to see more films get made and help finance those and help, you know, bring these projects together. You know, it, it just, I think that's where we've seen the inspiration from these other groups and we're like, well, well, why can't we just broaden our group out? And that's why I think we, you know, we reached out to you because you're doing the same thing, you know? And it's, uh, it's awesome to, to be talking with you guys about it. And that's a call out to anyone listening. If you have scales, if you're in Hollywood, you know, if you're, if you're making films, shoot me a message, shoot these guys a message and we'll get everyone in, in touch because I think the goal is just to make awesome wrestling content, which I mean, that's one of the best ways to grow the sport. We saw what happened with formula one with their Netflix series, which I've said this to you guys, but you'll be out and about on a Saturday and, and people who've never even heard of formula one until the show are now fans. And the same thing can happen with wrestling. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Fox, you know, Fox team, Foxcatcher, we were nominated for an Emmy. You know, I don't, you know, not tooting any horns, but I'm not sure of how many wrestling films were nominated for any awards. Right. You know, uh, we've all got vision quest to fall back on, but <laughs> you know, hopefully we can, we can make some, some better ones and not even just documentaries, you know, scripted films as well uh you know obviously your podcast is staying off into documentaries but some of those stories would be great feature films as well too mm -hmm. you know um and even the actual fox catcher movie that was 
brought together by a, a lot of wrestlers. You know, my dad was consultant. John Jura was consultant. They hired a bunch of college and, and ex-wrestlers to act as extras and to train, you know, uh, Channing Tatum and, and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, and Mark Ruffalo was a high school wrestler, you know. So sort of reaching out to those worlds uh, and sort of, you know, bringing us together and creating a, a network in a group that, you know, you might not find a lot of us, you know, so strength in numbers. Uh, and we all know that grind, like Jamie said, you know, how wrestling changed their life. You know, we all know that grind. And, you know, if you can combine that with creativity and skill, then you're going to create a good product. Yeah. Jesse Jansen told me that when he was helping with that film, he had agreed to have them set up like a trading desk at a local office so that he could consult on the film and then continue with his trading jobs. Like that was really a lot of, a lot of wrestlers involved in that behind the scenes. Yeah. I remember they made Yoshi shave his hair, uh, his hairline to meet the, the Japanese guy that Dave wrestled in the finals. Uh, <laughs> wow, you know, he had to awesome. walk around with that for a couple of weeks. So when you guys, you know, got the call to work on angle, you've, you know, you did, did your role in helping fundraise and helping get access to some of the amateur wrestling stuff that, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, someone in pro wrestling would never even know about, you know, frankly. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, Jeremy, how, how much, if any control do you guys get on like story and editing and, and that kind of thing? Or is that done by the time you're there? I mean, we had, we had a hand in all of it, but obviously that that's driven by the vision of our director. Um, you know, he had, he had a good outline and, you know, we were with him along the way to, to, you know, help him with the fork in the road if he's having trouble one way or the other. But, you know, just what you said, access to, to guys like Bruce Baumgartner and Kenny Monday and, and Kendall Cross, um, you know, the late Greg Strobel. Um, we, we gave them access to all these guys. We went out to the U.S. Open and, and uh, were able to interview with, um, with all these guys. Um, and, uh, you know, Bruce is a big part of USA Wrestling and, um, you know, they're, they're, they, they were a big part of, of, of helping out as well with, with the film. So, you know, big thank you to all those guys. But it, it's, it, it's a lot of things coming together. And, and we were able to um, create that access for our young director and help guide him um, on a lot of the Olympic wrestling uh, throughout the film. Uh, but also creatively, um, Ben and I had a big, had a big hand in a, a lot of the way things went. And, um, you know, we had a, we had a great director, um, first time guy, and he was very animated, very passionate about what he did. Um, and, you know, we thought he did an excellent job. Yeah. And as Jeremy said, with the creative, you know, that was another part where it, helped that you know we were wrestlers because these guys when they were cutting these matches had no idea sometimes in how to, the the match played out because sometimes they were referees decisions or they were moves that they didn't understand how did that guy score that move so they would you know cut these matches together and you'd hear this you know uh, interview commentary and you'd be like that's not what's happening what you're seeing you know this is what's happening so we would either change you know, what the person was saying, or we would change uh, the video to match, you know, and then it was also how do you tell a six minute, seven minute, you know, boring match and get it into 30 seconds where it feels dramatic enough to, you know, so that also came into play when it was, you know, how do we cut these matches to pace them properly, so they're, you know, uh, energetic and fun to watch. Um, so anytime that there was anything that had to do with amateur wrestling, 
they always would consult us, especially when it came to Foxcatcher too, because that was obviously, you know, a big part of our uh, story. Um, but, you know, is it going too far? Is this, you know, uh, what really happened? Um, and, and helping them find the footage. You know, we were always making phone calls to the guys from Foxcatcher from back in the day to, to get that old footage, to get access to that. Um, so, yeah, I think we were, we were helpful in that, in that sense. And then when it came to the WWE side, you know, they had all, all those connections themselves. So it really balanced that film out. When you make stuff like that, it just reminds you how difficult it is for people to follow wrestling if you don't know what's going on sometimes. Lord. Yeah, I mean, there was some, some yeah, there were some times where we had to have them explain a move so the audience knew what the scoring was or why he felt the way he did, you know. Yeah, just going from collegiate wrestling to freestyle is is a dramatic change in in scoring and then trying to explain to someone what the clinch is. <laughs> it's just like it, and then the rules change an awful lot so um you know it, it is a little bit of an art to try to get that match down and, and to have it watchable and, and understandable for a wider audience that may not fully understand scoring in the sport of wrestling and and i didn't even know this I, i'll say i've never watched kurt angle's olympic final match but his match jeremy came down to referee's decision like an actual referee just deciding no criteria nothing I tell you what, it's, it was my all-time favorite match. Ben and I were, were there to watch it in person. Whoa. Uh, it, it was amazing. That was one of the best experiences I've ever been a part of watching wrestling. Um, referee's decision, it, 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 the Iranian uh, Jadidi um, was trying to raise his own hand at the end. It was, and then the ref was struggling to keep his arm down. Um, and then he raised Kurt's hand and it was, it was just an amazing, amazing. I like, I felt for Kurt. It was, it was, it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Wow. Ben, you were there too. 96. I mean, so many things are flashing in my mind because obviously Kurt Angle, but also you have the breakthrough of Satya of that year. Do you remember watching him versus Kenny Monday by chance? That's kind of a remote match, but, uh, that was one of his breakout tournaments at 96 Olympics. Yeah, I didn't know who he was because he it was his breakout, you know, but obviously any match that Kenny was wrestling, we were all there. It was, a, I think, maybe 10 or 11 of us from Penn made the journey down. Brett and Slay and I were training with the team in Chattanooga the two weeks before uh, the Olympics. Uh, so it was, uh, I mean, and it was in Atlanta, it was on our home turf. So it was, it was fantastic. And, and to relive it and see that footage and, you know, put yourself back in that small arena uh, through this film was, it was, you know, it was very nostalgic. What a year to go, my Lord. That was a great team and a lot of, a lot of great names on that team. So just take us through for the, for the angle doc this Sunday, where can they watch it? And then what's happening a year out, if you guys can say with that, with that film. Yeah. So A&E um, is going to, show the uh, biography angles biography on um at 8 p.m on sunday eastern time um i think this is the fourth um the fourth uh biography they're putting on um they have a slate of them um and after that um you know kurt really wanted a, a little bit more of his full story told so what you're going to see they're both they're both great pieces um 
and it's great that we were able to sell the film to the WWE because then they can add a lot more of his pro wrestling experience and his pro wrestling uh, to the film, which, you know, we didn't really have access to. Um, but Kurt also wanted to show his family side and his Olympic wrestling side as well, which, um, you know, because of commercial breaks and, and made for TV, uh, the film had to be um, uh, altered a little bit. So you're not going to see, they're going to be two separate pieces, um, both telling Kurt's story, one a little bit more WWE heavy coming up on Sunday, uh, which I, I got to tell you, I was a WWE fan, so I, I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, but I also like seeing the family aspect. I'm a family guy. Um, Kurt was a big family guy and you'll get to see a lot more about his upbringing and, um, you know, his brothers, his sister and uh, his parents. Um, and you'll also get to see a little bit more of his struggles um, after wrestling, uh, which which he is um, a, was a big proponent to make sure he's telling his real story. So we're glad, you know, the time frame for when our full feature will be able to be seen is, is not really known yet. Okay. Um, it's, it will be sometime uh, after uh, after it runs its course on A and E, um, and then pushed to another network. And you know, I don't, we don't really fully know which one it's going to be yet. Um, but you will be you will be able to see the the film that we made um, with Kurt's blessing in its full entirety as a feature film on another streaming network at some point. That'll be on Peacock coming out. Uh, A&E will release uh, their version of our film and then uh, our actual film will be released on Peacock within the year after that. Exciting. Awesome. Now, can you talk about, Ben, the other project you're working on? Your home? Yeah, actually. Home ground? Yes. Uh, so my third uh, wrestling doc Um is uh, about the uh, a high school wrestling rivalry that took place in the state of uh, Ohio, Northeast Ohio, during the 90s between uh, St. Edwards and Walsh Jesuit. And it was during that time that those two schools battled for the national title uh, every year and you know were ranked in the top one and two every year. And there was just uh, the people that came out of there, the Marcus Malikas, the Alan Freeze, the Rick Hepps, the... Uh, Joe Heskett's, Andy Rovatz, Gray Maynard, Nick Nemeth, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Bertine, um, you know, it was just uh, Clint Musser. It was just, a, you know, uh, these two armies going at it. And it's really, a, it's, it's really a war story. It's really a story of the 90s and it's a wrestling story. You know, it's about a, uh, an empire that was created by this legendary coach, Howard Ferguson, uh, who then had a heart attack and died, you know, you know, randomly and uh this young you know military uh, uh marine ex-marine coach Urbis had to take over and uh but before he died uh coach ferguson gave a young bill barger who was starting up at walsh jesuit sort of the playbook to uh how to create a dynasty you know and so he went off and did it and he created the north Akron wrestling club and funneled all these kids into the same school and you know it was we were off to war and it was a battle we had 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 fans at our dual meets. ESPN showed up uh, three times. Um, you know, this was before Blair really started stepping onto the scene and, and crushing everyone. But in that time period, in that decade, that 10-year war, uh, it really was, you know, sort of the, the, the center of the wrestling high school universe. Uh, and so I want to tell that story and I want to get it out there. And uh, so we're going out and we're filming that in... Um, uh, in a couple days, August 1st, 
Uh, and we're doing the same thing. You know, we're trying to finance the film from the wrestling community. Uh, you know, we're still looking to, to finish that fundraising. Uh, but, uh, and, you know, we're going to make it a, a great film that, you know, appeals to a broader audience, uh, but can still relate to, you know, the wrestling world and introduce that, you know, to them. So that's the next project. That's a great, that's a great hook. You've got me so excited to watch it. I can't wait to, to see it all come out because all you hear is that Walsh was just these like, just scary, intimidating dudes, Sony Marchetti slamming people. And, and then you had this great dynasty in St. Ed's and man, I, I got the chills just hearing you talk about it. So that's going to be great. And you, did you say when that would be coming out or is it way too early to tell? Uh, well, we, we, I've been in pre-production for the last uh, six to eight months, and now we're actually filming our uh, three rounds of interviews, three weeks of interviews, starting on the in August 1st. Uh, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to get some uh, other interviews in there um, with some Olympic coaches uh, to, to fatten the film up a little bit and a couple of celebrities, and then uh, hopefully it'll be done by the end of the year beginning of next year at the latest. So I'm actually getting ready to do some interviews for a new project coming up here. When you do them, do you do them like five in a day or do you do one a day? Like, how do you space it out? Uh, for this project, because I'm doing something that I've never done before, which is I'm taking on a, a cast of about 50. Uh, I'm doing about four interviews a day. Yeah, I'm going to try to interview almost you know the, the main hitters from all those teams from those 10 years. You know, so we've got like the Roger Chandlers and the Sam Knighters and the Eddie James and, you know, uh, the Mark James and all those all those guys are all lined up along with the ones I mentioned before. So uh, it's really going to be a detailed story, um, but I'm aiming for four interviews a day, sometimes five, but for the majority four um, and then the rest is B-roll. That's a lot of, that's a lot of prep. That's a lot of attention to stay focused that long. And Jeremy, are you working on this one as well? So, you know, I'm going to be working with Ben as much as, as much as I can. Um, obviously, you know, I, I, I do still work in the finance world, but that's where I can help Ben, you know? Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit about this recently where, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to help him raise some of that, some of that money. And this is, it's another plug for it. So another way wrestlers and entertainment can come together. If any of your listeners are interested in getting involved in funding a wrestling project, you know, definitely have them reach out because uh, we are looking to round that out a little bit. And, and something you guys have mentioned many times when we've spoken, it's a very, it's an important distinction is this isn't just donating to donate. This is an investment uh, many times. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a big distinction to make because, you know, we don't want people to look at us as a charity case just to help us make our, our passion project. We, we intend to create quality films that do attract a lot of attention and do return on investment. Um, uh, you know, as, as proof is, you know, angle, we returned um, an 18% investment to, to our investors. So, you know, we, we want to make quality content. We want to give, uh, give our guys something to be proud of a good finished product and actually make a little bit of money on it. And we also want to make sure that it gets out there too, that it's sold to a proper, you know, uh, platform, you know, we got the, we got Netflix with team Fox catcher and that was also, you know, uh, Emmy nominated. And then you've got angle where we're not only getting it out on Amy, but we're getting out on Peacock, you know, so it's not just the, you know, making sure that we get our uh, investors money back, but it's making sure that people see this, these films, you know, 
uh, and see them in a broad in, in a space that's you know uh, as broad as possible. And I can just tell you from doing the audio docs on here, the the story and the and editing and putting it all together is to me the the fun and the easy part. Finding I've never had to do this, but finding someone to sell the project to, raise the funds like that is usually the big barrier to to most projects. And it's awesome that you guys are coming to help there and. You know, if it wasn't for the podcast, we wouldn't have that same kind of distribution platform. So it's like those those two things you're talking about, the fundraising and the uh, the distribution are that 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 is that's a mountain that I don't think people realize how big that is most times. Yeah, it's it always comes down to, to the money and raising that money. Um, there's a ton of great stories, there's a ton of great ideas out there. Um, but if you don't have the support, the financial support, you're going to you're going to get stopped at square one. Um, you might be able to create a great film, um, but if if you don't have the money to pay a good producer, pay a good director, you know, pay a good editor, um, you won't get it off the ground. Yeah. And then the other end is is the selling too. Like you said, it's it's the back end. It's like you might have a great product, but you got to get it out there. You got to get it into people's hands. And so having those connections with our other films of, you know, getting it into the right people's hands to, to watch it and then, you know, hopefully buy it. So that's the goal. That's the goal. And we're happy to help however we can. Anyone listening, you can reach us on Instagram or any social media platform or reach out to these guys directly. And it's, it's all for a good cause. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I got one question each for, for, for each of you, then we'll sign off here. Got it. Thank you. Ben, let's just start. This is kind of out of the blue, but it just shows your experience in the industry. Tell us just like one of the crazier tales of like filming the amazing race, like the 72 hour no sleep bender you had to go on. Like what were some of the war stories of filming those projects over the years? Uh, if I can tell that story, I mean, that was in Berlin on season six or seven of the amazing race uh, and teams were flying in uh i think from norway and uh it, it when you get on those jobs it's a, it's basically a live show so you're out the day before scouting before they get there to make sure everything's set up and then when they run through and arrive uh that day you're set up at one location or another whether it's you know a challenge or a marker or at the airport or at the finish line but you've got to be there set and the teams are spread out you know over hours you know they're not all bunched up together so you've got to be there when the first person, you know, hours before the first person gets there and hours after the second or after the last person gets there. And then sometimes, and on that race, it ended up being, I think I was up for 36 hours on that run, but then one of our producers got sick and I had to do the B-roll the next day and uh, see the teams out in the morning. And again, when they check in is when they check out. So that ended up being about a six hour, seven hour spread and then going out and shooting B-roll. And then, you know, I was supposed to fly out the next morning, but I had a crew member who was going home because his team got eliminated and was like, hey, it's our last night in Berlin. Let's go out and party. So that turned into an overnight excursion. And, you know, I ended up running <laughs> home in the rain to catch my cab to the airport the next morning. So on to the next country where I was detained in Dubai, very much like, uh, an experience that you went through uh on your latest trip so i'll save that for another day but see people he's been in the trenches these these guys know what they're doing here 
Jeremy, uh, last question, man. We ask it almost every interview. How did wrestling change your life? But I love, I love it in the context of business. So if you think back to the, the early years of starting your business, where maybe you're having some doubts or, or maybe you're having a tough day, how did wrestling help you through those early business struggles? Yeah, I would say the, the big thing for me was just having confidence in myself to get back up if things didn't go my way, if I failed. Um, I do think failure is probably the biggest life lesson. It's the, it's the thing you can learn the most from if you choose to. Um, and wrestling gave me um, the perseverance, the confidence, and the mental toughness to know I'd always be okay. Um, and I'm just going to get back up. I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going to keep going. It, uh, it allowed me to make that jump to start my own company. Um, and it, it, it allows me every day to keep moving forward if, if things aren't going my way, because, uh, you know, you make it through the sport of wrestling, um, on a very high level, uh, collegiate level, um, you can pretty much go through anything. So it really hardened my mind, um, and allowed me to have confidence in myself to, uh, to really take on anything. The self-confidence is huge and, you know, handling, handling failure, it's, it's talked about a lot, but it's just so important. And it's, you guys are a testament to it, man. You're out there doing it and you're an example to so many wrestlers. So folks tune into the angle doc. We'll, we'll link to the, uh, to all the information available on it. And we'll definitely keep everyone posted as, uh, as some of the projects you're working on continue to progress. And, you know, last but not least wrestlers and entertainment, let's get it started. These guys have already, I should say, let's get it going. These guys have already started it. And if you're, uh, you're listening and have any interest, uh, please reach out. Thanks a lot. Ryan. Thank you for having us, man. Have a great one, gentlemen. You too. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wrestling Changed My Life, presented by Spartan Combat. Be sure to tune in to Angle this Sunday on A&E. For all past episodes, go to WrestlingChangeMyLife.com.